feature presentation. Welcome back to another untitled movie review from TIFF 22, sort of. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, are you ready to go for a beer run? A little too early for me to crack open a PBR, but I do have a wonderful pumpkin cream cold brew. Uh, Non-alcoholic, I assume. I don't think existed uh, during the Vietnam War. No, too contemporary uh, for for this film from uh, a tour filmmaker, uh, Peter Farrelly. (laughs) We are reviewing the greatest beer run ever today, which will be released on. uh, Is it getting a theatrical release or just going straight to Apple TV Plus? Matt, that um, is a great question. It's going straight to Apple TV Plus on September 30th, uh, 2022. Um, it is star Zach Efron, Russell Crowe. There's a cameo by Bill Murray. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all your so, favorites. So we did see the, uh, we didn't see the premiere, but we did see this at the princes of Wales theater during the 2022 Toronto international film festival. Peter Fairley coming off his, you know, best picture win for, and uh, people choice winner for Tiff. Yeah. Uh, I was going to get there, it, but thank 2018? you. Um, 2018 for green book. Um, so it kind of makes sense that his next movie would play the festival, right? Like no matter the quality. Um, so, uh, let's get into it, Eric. What the hell is the greatest beer run ever? All right. So it's based on the true story of Chicky Donahue, a New Yorker who sometimes sounds like he's from Boston. Oh my uh, God, dude, we'll get into that. Played by Zach Efron, who literally decides that he you know like an impulse kind of thing after a few of his friends um die in the line of duty uh, over in vietnam decides to bring uh, a bag of beers to the other guys uh in his neighborhood that are fighting the good fight um the family dynamic is your stereotypical sort of blue collar family uh with a sister who's kind of more um, anti-war and a bit of a protester and there's a little bit of a clash there early on but uh chicky being chicky and always having these ideas of you know wanting to you know do something grand and you know maybe getting in a little too over his head uh makes the uh the the leap and decides to take one of the ships that he's working on he's a a mariner is is is, is it called or uh like a ship like he's, question. he's he's a, a mechanic mate like uh, yeah like he's a mechanic for the ships. boiler room yeah specifically yeah. so there is a ship that is going into vietnam he takes that ship and literally tries to make the greatest beer run ever going from location to location um and in hopes of meeting up with those uh, that he hasn't seen for a while uh the movie is emotionally manipulative uh derivative and also just amateurish uh to the point where you look at this movie and you think where did the money go because it didn't go to the cinematography it didn't go to uh, the production design. Uh, it looks like a film that was shot. It didn't on a go back to Zach Efron's dialect coach. <laughs> sure didn't. There was I. I. I would be curious to see like who was working with with Zach Efron and, and what that process was like. Even though I I do like Zach Efron, I think so he's really I. good in in the Beach Bum, where uh, he was a Creed loving Jorts uh, fan. Um, 
but yeah, there's something between. I like this... him in you know, uh, uh, Neighbors and stuff like that. Yeah, too. yeah, he's yeah, he's very good in in the Neighbors movies. And between this and Firestarter, though, he is not having a good year. Oh right, I um, didn't even see Firestarter. I mean, Firestarter is worse, I guess, but I mean, right. not by much. Uh, yeah, none of this is inspirational or entertaining or thought provoking in a way. And it's message is very, I was going to say, is, I'm like, what is its message? Cause I feel like sometimes it's leaning very conservative, <laughs> yeah. like, but then it has like a liberal message at moments too. And you're just like, which side are you on here? And I know that's kind of the point of it with the conversations with the sister and, and stuff like that too. A little less drinking, a little more thinking Eric. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm absolutely with you. This was, uh, painful and hard to watch at times where it is not funny um it is not inspiring um it is it, it doesn't invoke any really emotion at all uh to your point the messaging is uh literal um uh, literally muddy uh at times but as muddy just, as the movie looks that's yeah and um zach efron uh you know doing his best but at times sounds like he's from New York. At times sounds like he's from Boston. At times he sounds like Zac Efron. And like it just comes in and out and up and down throughout the whole movie. Um, you know, God bless Russell Crowe for for getting a paycheck. Um, you know, I like Russell Crowe. I think he's fine in the movie. It doesn't have much to do. Yeah, he plays um, a war photographer. And there's a line where it's like uh, Zac Efron's like saying, we can get out of here. We can escape. He's like, no, I've got to be here because, you know, I'm. Uh, documenting yeah, a crime scene and show. it's it's just yeah. like come on you and know, when eric mentioned emotionally manipulative it, it had oh god there's one moment where it's just like it's so bad well there's like, a character just, there's a character yeah. that that chicky meets early on that he nicknames oklahoma um yeah. who is i believe like a kind of like a, a state officer or union officer mm -hmm. and their friendship is kind of like your stereotypical you know, uh, white guy befriending, you know, somebody you know, the, of, yeah. you know, the, the, the region. And it's just, it's so heavy handed, but also just kind of weirdly insensitive in terms of how that relationship unfolds. And then it tries to hit you in a, a, a moment of, of true, you know, um, poignancy, but also, you know, tragedy. And it's just like, you watch it and you're just like, come on movie. Really? You didn't earn mm -hmm. that. You you didn't like it's just it's insufferable at times to the point where like you're just cringing. And again, going back to that kind of muddy messaging, it like the Zac Efron character, uh Chicky Donahue, is a guy that is very, you know, pro-government and believes everything that he's hearing on the news, but also doesn't like reporters in terms of covering sort of the negativity of the war and being critical of why America is in yeah. Vietnam and, and, and questions that more than his own government and, or, you know, and Lyndon B. Johnson before uh, Nixon came in. And so, you know, you have that kind of being like, Oh, is he going to finally learn to like think for himself, you know, and, 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 and what have you. And it doesn't really go there because it still kind of takes the stance that this guy pro army or yeah, you know, support the troops pro army, which again, you know, like there's nothing wrong with supporting yeah. the people in the war that these guys were kids. I going absolutely over agree with and, that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the way that 
the soldiers came back even, you know, were poorly treated. I mean, Oliver Stone has made an entire career kind of exploring that aspect of being a Vietnam vet himself and how America kind of turned its back on um, the soldiers dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and, and figuring out their lives after the Vietnam War. Um, but there's just something about it where it's like, it almost seems like it wants to be like, okay, maybe at the end of it, he's more of a moderate, but it doesn't really have that pivotal turn or moment where he comes to the realization that I need to think for myself other than that dumb line that you just mentioned, where it's like a little less drinking and a little more thinking. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's so, it sums up the whole movie, but like, but it it, never, but it never makes it clear what this character's, you know, turning point is or what his arc is as a person. And it's just, it's bad, Matt. It's bad. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I We both put it at uh, the very bottom of our TIFF rankings. Um, you know, as a follow-up to, you know, a, a divisive movie um, that won Best Picture and the People's Choice, um, you know, that similarly does some manipulative things but feels a little bit more... Um, it doesn't feel as I don't know if this felt disingenuous. The performances like, I think are yeah, the, better think, yeah. in Green Book, and that's why I think a lot of people really kind of fell for the stories because Viggo yeah. Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. I mean, not, again, great, Zac yeah. Efron, Russell Crowe are are good actors, but there was something there between those two guys. the The chemistry was a little bit stronger, and the arc between them was there, even though again it is very mm-hmm. stereotypical and yeah, and heavy handed and, and, and yeah. very hammy yeah. at yeah. points. The one thing I will say that I think is interesting and worth noting about those two movies, though, with the you know the post credit script that we get in like the photos, oh God, yeah, there were no photos of the real life versions of the Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali character together, where right. there are the photos of Chicky and his buddies who served in Vietnam. So I, I I guess, you know, that maybe has some more kind of a a legitimacy to it than uh, what the green book script was going for, because that did come into question uh, as well in terms of like that relationship. Yeah. One side of it. Or yeah. Yeah. Let's not even get into that. Yeah. um, (laughs) So it's just, I don't really have much else to say about the movie other than like, it makes sense that this is a streaming movie. Um, I can't even suggest that you throw this on and Apple TV plus, like I don't want to completely like they've had a pretty good run with both their like series and, and some of the films that they've been putting out. And that like, I understand why you invest in this because he's coming off a best picture win. Like it, you know, Green Book was pretty successful. Like, and an adapted I, I, screenplay too, which is yeah, wild. like so I know. So like, I totally understand. O- original, but, pardon like, me, original. Yeah, because <laughs> okay. Spike Lee won that year for Black Klansman, which is just a bizarre juxtaposition. But I just, I, I don't know if I, you know, I'm not into, you know. O tour era Peter Fairley. Like I'm just again. I thought a Green Book did win me over in 2018 on on first watch, you know. And then as you thought about it and had those conversations with people, like you understood that that movie is, you know, it is divisive for a reason. Um, but I, I just don't. This it is a trend too with these like you know. And I'm not saying that someone who stuck to dumb comedy for so long can't do something serious or something that's funny or a dramedy or, or but 
you know, somewhere in the middle, but I, I don't know. I just like, after this, I'm like, bro, just make your dumb comedies, man. Like I just, I, I again, I, you, I can't say that I loved everything, but I like dumb and dumber and something about Mary and me, myself and Irene. And, you know, even uh, like, I just feel like it feels weird that these movies are coming from this guy. And I see that they're coming from this guy, especially in this movie. Um, and I just, it feels kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. Well, don't worry, Matt, his brother will have champions coming uh, up very Ooh, soon from God. focus, features, which sounds... sounds like a nightmare. Um, you know, sight unseen, but the description just, does sound... it just the description sounds icky even. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have that, but it is, I, I guess again, like another topic, of conversation that we have had before is that it's interesting to see these guys like Peter Farley and Adam McKay go from kind of, you know, high concept kind of below the line, blue collar comedy, you know, lowest common denominator stuff to, you know, prestigious kind of high class awards baity material. Yeah. And it, you know, I don't think beer runs going to, to, to go anywhere no. awards wise, but, but like, with Green Book, but with even Adam McKay stuff, where it's like everything yeah. they touch, whether it's directing or producing, now seems to kind of, you know, have that golden sort of statue, you know, waiting in, in on the horizon, or at least being nominated for things. You know, Don't Look Up getting a Best Picture nomination, you know, says a lot. And in terms of, you know, McKay's sort of lasting influence with, that transition that he made from going from, you know, Anchorman and Talladega Nights to the big short and Vice and, 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 you know, don't look up. And then with fairly with, with green book and now trying to replicate that with this, you know, there are other filmmakers that kind of play within that milieu of the dramedy, whether it be, you know, James L Brooks or uh, Alexander Payne, but those guys I think do it a lot better uh, than, uh adam mckay and and peter farley but again you know like to your point i really do like there's something about mary and dumb and dumber it's been a while since i've seen uh those movies so i'm sure you know Same, some of them but... don't hold up but they oh, are some of the time. humor definitely yeah doesn't but no, yeah no um but like even stuck on you you know which is a concept which now would never <laughs> fly or right. the ringer which i think they they were uh, the Fairleys were executive producers on with yep. Brian cox and johnny knoxville so which we brought up champions and then like it's just yeah. like them producing that and then going on one of them to go on to do that but even like i forgot they did osmosis jones and shallow hal and and Fever well even Pitch. shallow hell i mean like that's a movie where like again the concept the the the, the conceit of it being yeah you know a, a man sort of falling for someone's personality and and looking beyond just you know their appearance and like that mm -hmm. like it, it's it, it, it a lot of their stuff does seem well-meaning or well-intended in terms of like they're trying to bring more diversity and representation you know, for uh, characters with disabilities and things like that and sure. having them being played by real people that have disabilities. But yeah. at the same time, there's this weird kind of like, oh, are you mocking them or are they yeah. mocking the protagonists who seem to be the butt of the yeah. joke? And so I like that, that, it's it's a gray zone with that stuff as well, where, where again, like it's, it shouldn't be off limits, but you need to be very clever and careful and considerate the three C's when it comes to portraying that stuff. And again, somebody that's an able-bodied filmmaker, you know, might not be the right guy to tell 
that story or, 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 you know, be as compassionate as maybe some other people are. Um, yeah. So I don't know why, how that got from, 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 from beer run to that, but oh, it is no, I just think it's interesting talking about, I mean, we didn't have a lot to say about the movie cause I just feel like it's very one note and it just, yeah. How much plays. did Pap's blue ribbon, you know, make, uh, off of this film? Like I'd be and there's a shot of Budweiser in, in the movie as well, but it's mostly a PBR. I don't know if like, that must have been the actual beer that he brought, I'm assuming. But yeah, this movie makes me go, I don't know if I want to drink PBR anymore ever. Don't say that, Matt. Dennis <laughs> Hopper will come back from uh, the grave and smack I you. actually don't mind PBR. Um, I it's think the ultimate brother, dad brother. drink. Yeah, my brother Connor Kyle, loves it. And Kyle and I would have some PBR sometimes, I remember. Or maybe it was Connor back in the day, too. But um you know it's a it's a good cheap beer and like it's a classic american beer i guess but like um but i think that was an interesting you know transition going from you know these directors that you know did make stupid comedies going into prestigious filmmaking i think is interesting and then yeah will dennis um, dugan take the same step who's who is next i'm curious yeah who who will be that person that goes from like the dumbest comedies you you've ever seen in, in a good way um to just trying to make oscar bait stuff which is uh you know i mean even judd apatow one. a little bit right like, yeah as much as much as like judd apatow kind of literally toes the line judd apatow toe anyways it, it, he, you're stuff, you're you're reaching there. A I'm little reaching bit. there a little bit, but but, but just anyways. like we're reaching on this review to get it to almost twenty minutes. Yeah, but but he like he's been an interesting one as well, where like he brought a lot of heart and humor and that kind of raunchiness even before directing, you know, the forty year old virgin, like producing things like Anchorman and the Cable yeah. Guy and things like that. But from forty year old virgin and knocked up, and then especially funny people you saw that kind of like oh well you need comedy is a serious business you should be taking comedy seriously you know and 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 treating them the way that you do any other genre of filmmaking and even nicholas stoller talking about bros playing tiff and having a comedy play the festival uh was a talking point in his introduction so um even that is kind of interesting where it's like you need to balance kind of the humor and and have more substance to it and sometimes that substance can you know overpower uh something that is generally a good movie just as a comedy yeah um the other thing i thing i think is weird is the beer on the poster looks more like a budweiser can than it looks like a pbr can conspiracy (laughs) theory i don't know i'm gonna give the movie a one uh it was the worst movie i saw at the festival uh just a I, I could I I wanted to leave and that was the only movie during the festival um that I actually wanted to get up and leave cuz like you know during the fest it's interesting because and maybe if we saw this earlier in the festival we maybe would have been more forgiving probably not by much but like at that point we saw it at the later the latter half of the festival and I think that's also telling that it premiered in the latter half than the than the first half but um I just I, I basically 20 to 30 minutes in I was like I don't want to be here. <laughs> and Nevis, my, you don't want Nevis, to be my wife. Here? <laughs> yeah, my I drank so much beer before this movie too to try to like you know I was like all right, uh, greatest beer run ever. Let's get some beers in the Visa Infinite Lounge. Uh, Nevis convinced me to stay because she's like you shouldn't leave your friend Eric, and I was like Eric will be fine. <laughs> we I would go. I would have completely <laughs> understand, but thank you, Nevis. That was very considerate of you. Uh, so we sat through it, and uh, I w- wasn't sure what to take from the movie. I did not laugh. 
Uh, I was confused by Zach Efron's performance. I was like, okay, Russell Crowe. Confused Crow, by the messaging. You. Yeah. Uh, I, so anyways, a one out of five for me. Yeah. I will also give it a one out of five in addition to a Heineken, fuck that shit, Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. You can check out our other TIFF reviews, uh, including movies like Pearl, The Whale, Glass Onion, The Fablemans, Bros, Brother, I Like Movies, uh, Weird, The Al Yankovic Story, Banshees of Inishirin, Triangle of Sadness, Empire of Light. Uh, tons of stuff up on the reviews channel for you guys from the festival, so go check those out and on YouTube. Uh, as well as our TIFF wrap-up show, uh, where we do talk about Beer Run because we do our full ranking uh, of our TIFF films. And spoilers, it's at the bottom of both of Eric's and I's list. Um, Congratulations, Roost. You're not the worst film of the festival. Yeah, spoilers on the second worst. Uh, so go check that out. That's over on the Untitled Movie Podcast channel. It's episode 132. Uh, and as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at Untitled Movie Podcast. Com, and you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews, including a truncated episode of a TIFF wrap-up with Matt uh, on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Do a little less drinking and a little more thinking. I'm going to do a little more thinking and a little less drinking, Eric.